Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to Bedtime Stories with Celosia Crane and our first episode for the month of March, which I must apologize is a day late. Um, I started a new job last month and have been adjusting to a new schedule, so it threw me off a little bit. However, I'm back, and we're going to start with our mini-series for March, which comes from the Just So Stories of Rudyard Kipling. So this is a little bit of a change. We're not doing folk tales this month. We're going to be doing fables. Um, so I hope you guys really enjoy these. Um, my mom used to read these to me when I was a child. And I, yeah, how the rhinoceros got his skin is definitely one that sticks in my mind. So this week we are going to start with how the camel got his hump. Now this is the next tale, and it tells how the camel got his big hump. In the beginning of years, when the world was so new and all, and the animals were just beginning to work for man, there was a camel. And he lived in the middle of a howling desert, because he did not want to work. And besides, he was a howler himself. So he ate sticks and thorns and tamarisks and milkweed and prickles, most scruciating idol. And when anybody spoke to him, he said, Humph! Just humph! And no more. Presently, the horse came to him on Monday morning, with a saddle on his back and a bit in his mouth, and said, Camel, oh camel, come out and trot like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the horse went away and told the man. Presently, the dog came to him with a stick in his mouth and said, Camel, oh camel, come and fetch and carry like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the dog went away and told the man. Presently, the ox came to him with the yoke on his neck and said, Camel, oh camel, come and plow like the rest of us. Hmph, said the camel. And the ox went away and told the man. At the end of the day, the man called the horse and the dog and the ox together and said, Three, oh three, I'm very sorry for you, with the world so new and all, but that humphing thing in the desert can't work or he would have been here by now. So I'm going to leave him alone, and you must work double time to make up for it. That made the three very angry, with the world so new and all. And they held a palaver, and an indaba, and a panchayat, and a powwow on the edge of the desert. And the camel came chewing on milkweed, most excruciating idol, and laughed at them. Then he said, Humph, and went away again. Presently there came along the jinn in charge of all deserts, rolling in a cloud of dust. Jinns always travel that way because it is magic. And he stopped to palaver and powwow with the three. Jinn of all deserts, said the horse, is it right for anyone to be idle? with the world so new and all? Certainly not, said the jinn. Well, 
said the horse. There's a thing in the middle of your howling desert, and he's a howler himself, with a long neck and long legs, and he hasn't done a stroke of work since Monday morning. He won't trot. Whoo, said the gin whistling. That's my camel, for all the gold in Arabia. What does he say about it? He says, humph, said the dog, and he won't fetch and carry. Does he say anything else? Only, humph, and he won't plow, said the ox. Very good, said the gem. I'll humph him if you will kindly wait a minute. The gin rolled himself up in his dust cloak and took a bearing across the desert and found the camel most scrutiatingly idle looking at his own reflection in a pool of water. "'My long and bubbling friend,' said the djinn, "'what's this I hear of you doing no work? "'What the world's so new and all?' "'Humph,' said the camel. "'The djinn sat down with his chin in his hand "'and began to think a great magic.' while the camel looked at his own reflection in the pool of water. "'You've given the three extra work ever since Monday morning, all account of your scruciating idleness,' said the djinn, and he went on thinking magics with his chin in his hand. "'Humph,' said the camel. "'I shouldn't say that again if I were you,' said the djinn. "'You might say it once too often.' Bubbles, I want you to work. And the camel said, Humph, again. But no sooner had he said it than he saw his back, that he was so proud of, puffing up and puffing up into a great big lolloping humph. Do you see that? said the djinn. That's your very own humph that you've brought upon your very own self by not working. Today is Thursday, and you've done no work since Monday, when the work began. Now you are going to work. How can I, said the camel, with this humph on my back? That's made a purpose, said the djinn, all because you missed those three days. You will be able to work now for three days without eating because you can live on your humph. And don't you ever say I never did anything for you. Come out of the desert and go to the three and behave. Humph yourself. And the camel humphed himself, humph and all, and went away to join the three. And from that day to this, the camel always wears a humph. We call it hump now not to hurt his feelings. But he is never yet caught up with those three days that he missed at the beginning of the world, and he has never yet learned how to behave. The camel's hump is an ugly lump, which well you may see at the zoo, but uglier yet is the hump we get from having too little to do. Kitties and grown-ups to do ooh-ooh, if we haven't enough to do ooh-ooh, we get the hump, camelicious hump, that hump that is black and blue. We climb out of bed with a frowsly head and a snarly, yarly voice. 
We shiver and scowl and we grunt and we growl at our baths and our boots and our toys. And there ought to be a corner for me, and I know there is one for you, when we get the hump, camelicious hump, that hump that is black and blue. The cure for this ill is not to sit still or froust with a book by the fire, but to take a large hoe and a shovel also and dig till you gently perspire. And then you will find that the sun and the wind and the gin of the garden too have lifted the hump, that horrible lump, that hump that is black and blue. I get it as well as you, ooh, ooh, if I haven't enough to do, ooh, ooh. We all get hump, camelicious hump, kiddies and grown-ups, too. And that is the end of How the Camel Got His Hump by Rudyard Kipling as recounted in his Just So stories. I hope you guys enjoyed this little tale, and I will be back next week with How the Rhinoceros Got His Skin. Until then, I thank you guys for coming, for listening. It has been crazy and amazing watching this podcast take off. I literally started it on a whim as an excuse to read to my little nieces and nephews who are in the Midwest and on the East Coast. So I am so grateful that so many other people enjoy listening to me tell them these stories. And small favor, if you do like this podcast, if you are enjoying these stories, the best way you can help me keep growing and keep making them is by telling people about it. Um... If you have other friends who enjoy listening to stories, who'd need a little bit of a mind break and just a little bit of time to relax, tell them about it. I can't wait to interact with you guys. I really am hoping this year to build on that more. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, pretty much all of the places. And the links for those are in the description. And come and tell me what your favorite story has been so far, because I really do want to know. And that also helps me to plan what stories we're going to do in the future. So thank you. I hope you guys all have a wonderful evening and a good start to a new week and a new month. Let's keep moving forward. Bedtime Stories with Celosia Crane is produced solely through the support of my patrons on Patreon. To become a patron for as little as $1 a month, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash Celosia Crane. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at Celosia Crane underscore author.
Link is in the show notes.